Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. There's only six weeks till Tonga take on France at the Rugby World Cup. Maka, what have you done to my house? Surprise, my man! We gotta show our pride to the world. Can we get some tickets to the game, please? You really should have lined up yesterday like everyone else. The city council is putting together some entertainment for the Rugby World Cup. There's still a way we can get tickets. We've got a marching band and we could perform at the game. Ignore my son, he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. You guys do know that no one here can play an instrument. How hard can it be? We don't even have any instruments though. Is this supposed to be a brass band or a plastic band? This is Tongan ingenuity at its finest. All we need to do is learn one song and march in one straight line. Has the boy ever let you down? Uh, constantly. Hello, oh. guys. How's the rehearsals going? You sit on my trumpet! This band sucks. Well, even if you guys do suck, at least we'll still get to watch the game. It's not just about getting tickets to the game. It's about the whole world seeing what Tonga can do, man. Look how far we came already. We will not be embarrassed in front of everyone. He and his band can make us all proud. Well done, everyone. Do you think you can do better? All right, thanks, Bonnie. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 537. Releasing June 22 in Australian cinemas is Red, White and Brass, a comedy that tells the true story about how in 2011 a Tongan church group from Wellington formed a marching band to get free tickets to a World Cup match between Tonga and France. A heartwarming retelling of an underdog story set to its own beat and filled with Tongan energy, Red, White and Brass has also joined an elite group of New Zealand films by earning more than $1 million at the local box office. And joining me today on the podcast is the director of Red, White and Brass, Damon Fipuiai. Damon, thank you so much for joining me today. Ah, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me, Matt. It's really interesting. As soon as I watched this, your film, Red, White and Brass, I went on YouTube to see if I can find the actual kind of like the marching band thing. And from all the comments I saw in the video, it looks like a bunch of other people has done so as well. And I'm watching it and I'm, I'm just really kind of like floored by just how great the, the performance itself is um, and just how amazing it would have been for people to have watched it at that time. I'm curious, with yourself, Damon, do you remember the first time you saw it? Do you remember seeing that live on TV? Did you remember seeing, hearing about it later? How did it all kind of come about for yourself? Yeah, I didn't see it at the time. It was, um, I don't think it was it actually televised as far as I, I know. I know that they did film it for the the, the people who were there uh, on the screens. 
but it was um there's um but yeah we had um oh, sorry there's a I'm in a hotel room and the phone's <laughs> scoring off <laughs> sorry um what I what my memories are of the 2011 Rugby World Cup though is just how much the Tongan fans got behind their team and that was the first time like I think being up close and personal because we were kind of live we we lived um on the same street as a Tongan church and every day there'd just be cars going past covered with Tongan flags and beeping and waving and um and it really lifted the whole energy of the entire World Cup like all the fans were suddenly like oh well maybe we'll put our flags out as well and maybe we'll kind of start getting into it so there was kind of this um they sort of almost gave the, the Tongan fans gave permission almost for everyone else to sort of or set the bar really high and then everyone else had to sort of come up to meet it so uh that was my memory of the rugby world cup and then um then the story was kind of brought to me later on and so Nua for now it's actually his family story and he's the real life person who's uh started the marching band um he's also an actor and a producer and uh he he was telling the story to people and they were like oh bro you've got to turn this into a film and so uh he finally sort of I think got it in front of the right like some good people and then I was sort of approached to help write a script so Noura and I sort of co-wrote the story and um yeah so that that was kind of kind of how I came on board. Noura Finalo is also the inspiration for the character of Maka in, in the film um and so when you get his um what is available at that time when you join the project um what is the script looking that like at that time has he already written kind of like a draft at that time and when it comes to taking a true story but also knowing fully well that what you're making is a movie you're making a piece of art as well mm-hmm. how do you go about you and you are kind of balancing entertainment the truth and finding that kind of middle line in between there yeah that uh when i came on board there was already a script and um the producers i think just maybe wanted to go in a different direction or um have someone else sort of work on it so uh i took their vision of the script and sort of we we kept a few things uh scenes from it but then basically we kind of restarted and just i think originally it was it was more like a um like a boise kind of film like a a group of 20 somethings and it was mm. a little bit pitched a little bit older and then uh i think we just uh, wanted to sort of add more female characters more sort of a, a variety of age age group and bring a sort of broader range and so um yeah so as we were writing it was like a um it was basically noah is such a good storyteller he's 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 a comedian and he's very kind of um almost well he's kind of a clown but sometimes he doesn't know that he's being funny so he would just tell me these stories and I'd uh, I've kind of come from a documentary background as well so I was always kind of interested and um I'm not I'm part Samoan but I'm not Tongan so I'm always like wanting to find out more about what makes Tongans the way they are so we'd kind of have these conversations and he'd say these funny things and I'd just Kind of write them down and then sort of give it a structure and um we yeah it's it's interesting telling a true life story because you you want to kind of maintain the essence of what makes the story interesting but if you had told it as a 
as as it actually happened, you know, it, it wouldn't be so much fun to watch. So um, I think where we took the most liberties was in the time frame of how long it took them to learn these instruments. So in real life, I think they had maybe over a year. Still started from nothing. So it was basically um, a, a church group who had no experience at all, had no instruments, no one studied music. And they had this one guy who had come from from Tonga who um, knew about music and he basically taught them from scratch and then they had to get the instruments. And so what we needed to do in terms of to add drama was just to sort of condense the time frame. So um, we, we basically take it from the start of the Rugby World Cup to the end, which is they perform in the final. So the time frame was just kind of uh, cheated a little bit. and. Yeah, that's obviously there are other things that are kind of made up, but uh, uh, yeah, a lot of the scenes were sort of taken from the real life experiences. The character of of Maka, who's played by John Paul Foliaki, I think every community has a has a has a, like a person like that in their community. You know, uh, mischievous, you know, young man who always has a plan but doesn't have a clue. You know, but they mean well, and I think something that I take from this film in regards to that character is that. You know, while he might be lacking discipline, he doesn't lack spirit and he doesn't lack potential. And there's always potential within someone. There. Is that something that you kind of tapped into as well in newer story and the story of Marco as well? That potential is there, the spirit is there. Sometimes mm. people just need the right outlet and the right opportunity to get that out, out in the open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, um, I, I think there's sort of even similarities in, on a sort of meta level as well of like newer getting the film made he kind of had the same tenacity and it's that kind of thing of going, oh, I've never made a film before, but here's the story. And with perseverance, he got this film made and it's the same with the character of Maka. He sort of embodies um, that Tongan spirit of like someone who can, uh, who who just has all this energy, but his, his heart's always in the right place. But sometimes his brain takes him in directions mm. that maybe he shouldn't, or he's sort of, sometimes overreaches but everything always comes from a good place he's someone with a good heart and he kind of shows that um embodies that that spirit of like oh if we put our you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if we we don't have instruments we'll, we'll make it happen somehow it'll get done and that that's kind of the i think the tongan way that i kind of learned as well from even just from making the film that we had a lot of similar experiences where it was like how are we going to get this done and it was just like ah oh, it'll get done and things happen if you you know if you put your mind to it um yeah you can get things done so that that was kind of something we just kind of tapped into the matt's movie reviews podcast is brought to you by t public t public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise with over 1.2 million designs t public is sure to have something you love the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon, the world's leading online store. Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. 
please click on the Patreon link in the description below. You know, what's incredibly important from the movie that I took away as well is the importance of community. Um, and myself coming from a Croatian background, there's a lot of similarities. And I think a lot of communities have a lot of similarities. But the similarities that I have is that family, church, music, culture, sport, all that kind of stuff kind of always comes together, you know. Mm. Um, similar to like what was happening in the, the World Cup at that time with the Tongan team, you know, just in the last uh, World, uh, soccer World Cup here with the Croatian fans, the same thing was kind of going on, you know. Oh, yeah. um, and I think what's really important that you tapped into in this film is that not only do you get the energy in the field of that community, but you actually had the actual people that were part of that in the film, you know, p- people like, for example, Nua's parents, Tavita and Belletti, they were in the film. They play Marcus' parents in the film. That, to me, I think is just incredible because not only uh, are they both really good in the movie, despite having no kind of like experience with it, but I think what really shows is that the community spirit is really alive, not only in the, the true life experience of this true story, but in the creation of this film as well. And I, I just want to check, see with you how, just how important was that to, to get that community going in the film and to make sure that it's felt um, when, when when the cameras roll and, and when people watch it uh, for the first time that they get that community uh, feeling uh, in their own lives. Yeah, I mean, it's um, there's a few things in that. Like I think it is sort of a universal story and other people will sort of see their own kind of cultures uh, mirrored in it like um in the characters but i and i think because the cast is pretty much entirely tongan um they became a family while we were filming so some knew each other a little bit some had sort of gone through the same performing arts uh classes so that the, the lead actors kind of had this bond that was kind of became quite real and their their characters sort of they, they sort of were their characters. And then also the um, having Noah's parents as well just added like a uh, a reality and authenticity to it that you couldn't get with actors, I think. Um, I mean, they were sort of cast in out of necessity because we just couldn't find actors of that age to do it. But actually, it was so much better to have the real people there. And they, they um, were able to sort of, say that oh they were to tap able to tap into the experiences that they actually had during the 2011 rugby world cup and also the the band was made up of the actual band as well so when you see the band performing um that's the actual band so they uh, and some of them were like um kids during and then the 2011 world cup but they were sort of around and they've kind of carried on learning the instruments so I think that's when you see the world, it is very authentic. We were that was one of the um the key elements that we wanted to get right from the start was to make sure that everything felt authentic and it wasn't going to be kind of a um a pandering to sort of a, a non-Tongan audience it was just like this this is this is reality. And I think having everyone there uh as as real as possible kind of comes across so i think when people watch it they'll go this is like a really authentic tongan experience and i think what's really important as well from that experience in that community and the display of unity on screen is that you know we are coming up we're still kind of i think coming out of the fog of this time 
in all of our lives where you had kind of like COVID and lockdown and restrictions and New Zealand itself, you know, went through a lot of hard things during that time as well with all, all sorts of all manner of stuff. So to have a movie that can show not only togetherness, unity, but do so also in a positive way and show it in a positive story, I think that really says something about, number one, um, why so many um, audiences are really enjoying the film and watching it, sometimes two, three times watching it at the cinema. Mm-hmm. And also, um, number two, why also, you know, all, all the uh, cranky critics like myself like watch the <laughs> film as well. And we enjoy watching, like I'm watching the film and I'm, i got a smile on my face because those mm-hmm. are the movies that, you know, after a slog of watching, you know, a lot of stuff com- that comes my way is like horror and crime and thriller. Mm. To watch a movie like Red, White and Brass, it's a, a, a breath of a fresh air, uh, to, to, say, to mm. say the least. Yeah, and I, I think we were really, um, the timing just felt really right. Because, yeah, you're, you're, you're correct in, in terms of, especially after the COVID times, I think people just wanted um, something positive. Uh, I mean, because I, I watch a same as you, I guess, watch a lot of different types of film and often dark films, all kinds of, but I think there was just this real appetite for a, a feel-good family film. Um, even to the point when we were in the post-production, it was like, how can we make this, you know, it's, it, the film comes in under 90 minutes as well, so it's it's a shorter film, and it's, like, for me now, sometimes, especially at my age and with kids, I'm like, Sometimes I'll see the little duration on the Netflix or whatever of the film and go, three hours. I don't know if I can put in three hours. Maybe yeah. just, yeah, something just a bit a bit shorter. So um, I think that was just something that we were really conscious of as well, to make something that you the whole family could see it. But hopefully it, yeah, even jaded old people like ourselves could sort of watch it and, yeah, you know, just get the feels and um, have, an, have an enjoyable experience and a positive one that's not trying to be anything else. It's just like, unashamedly feel good <laughs> and and it's a to me the film when i wrote something i wrote down in my notes is a celebration and i think it goes to um there's a there's a, a tongan um uh a concept or a saying and, and forgive if i forgive me if i if i get the pronunciation wrong they call it mafana or moifana or something like that where that is supposed to be like a like a um uh kind of like a a great kind of like emotion and ecstasy celebration kind of thing and it's something mm. that i feel watching then and i think it's something that's really addic- uh, addictive as well yeah I mean, my final was something a, a word that came up and it is it's one of those words that's like it's a tongan word but it's can be quite hard to translate to english because it means so many different things uh but it's it, a lot of it's just about the you know that that feel good feeling or that kind of emotion that of of joy and of celebration and pride and all these things that sort of get put in, into this and um, the umbrella of this one word mafana and so it became kind of a um uh, a, a word that we used a lot in the film and it was sort of an exploration of what what this word meant and also that hope that people would go away with the feeling of mafana which is that sort of that warmth that positivity and that that positive uh, good energy well, for everyone out there listening, June 22 in Australian yeah. cinemas, you got to tap into the energy that Red, White and Brass has because, <laughs> it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a film that's a celebration. I think it's a film that everyone needs to see because I think all of us need that mafana in our lives uh, right now. And it's a, such a joy to be able to, to watch Red, White and Brass. And, and Damon, congratulations to you with the success in, in New Zealand. I'm sure that's going to 
that's going to uh, transfer over here to Australia because I know there's a strong Tongan community here and there's a lot of people here that, that are really looking forward to, to watching your film and I um, just want to say congrats to you and um, also yeah. um, best of luck with the films that release as you hit international markets. It's been a pleasure to talk today. Thanks very much for having me. Matt. It's been awesome.